Hey, welcome. Just in case this is your first time, my name is Arlena, and I am none other than the host of the Words of Encouragement podcast. Today's episode is going to be another special episode. However, it's going to be a little different than many of my previous episodes. Nevertheless, a treat, and I hope it will be a blessing to you. Stay tuned. Hi, and welcome to the Words of Encouragement podcast, a podcast of love, hope, inspiration, and encouragement using the Word of God for people from all walks of life. And of course, I'm your host, Arlena. Welcome. Today's episode is going to be about the life and ministry of the late A.A. Allen, God's man of power and miracles. My privilege at this time to introduce the man God has chosen to spearhead miracle revival across the nation and around the world. God's man of faith and power, Reverend A.A. Allen. If your heart is sad and lonely, there's no joy anywhere. There's no one left to comfort and no one left to care. Just cast your care on Jesus and upon his arm rely. Reach out and touch the Lord. Prior to March of last year, I had never before in my entire life, heard of the late A.A. Allen. It was only by accident while listening to my favorite podcast, Omega Man Radio, who had been previously working on a long restoration project of the late A.A. Allen's ministry. And that was how I came to know about the man known as A.A. Allen. And of course, my interest was piqued. So of course, as always, I decided to roll up my sleeves and get to doing some research on the late A.A. Allen. And once I did my research, I was hooked. And after doing my own research, I knew that I had to share this man's life and ministry with others so that they too might be able to know of the late A.A. Allen. Now this episode initially should have been recorded since last 
me. But due to many things, I was not able to be able to do so. But nevertheless, here we are. Today, by the grace and the mercy of God and his son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Now, to be real honest with you, I experienced a whole lot of warfare and setbacks with this episode. I continually prayed for God to give me the strength and the ability that I needed in order to get it done because I really wanted to share this man's story because I do believe it definitely needs to be heard. So today, I'm not going to go into what's in my cup and all that, you know, jazz and usuals that I do. So without further ado, let's just get started. Then after we preach, there's going to be praying tonight. Then after we pray, there's going to be healing tonight. Welcome back, and once again, welcome to today's episode on the life and ministry of the late A.A. Allen, God's man of faith and power. Born Asa Alonzo Allen in Sulphur Rock, Arkansas. He was born on March 27, 1911. He had a very difficult childhood growing up. Alan and his other six siblings were not only plagued by poverty, they also came from two alcoholic parents. His mother was Cherokee Native American. She was also very unfaithful. He grew up in poverty. And when he was a baby, his mother would put him to bed alcohol in his bottle in order to keep him quiet. Now, according to sources, not only were both of Alan's parents alcoholics, they also brewed their own liquor and grew their own tobacco. It has also been said that his parents would give both Alan and his other siblings moonshine, and watched him get drunk as a form of entertainment. Alan was smoking before he was even old enough to go to school. Now, Alan did not come from what we would consider a happy home. Alan's mother left his father when he was about four years old to run off and marry another abusive alcoholic man. By the time he was six years old, he was carrying tin buckets of beer 
home to his stepfather. Now his stepfather later left his mother when he was about 11 years old. And at this time, he made his first attempt to run away. But he later ended up changing his mind. In desperation to escape his home life and the severe poverty, he finally ran away from home at the tender age of 14 for good. Now, Alan would earn extra money by singing on the street corners. He did odd jobs in order to survive. And by the time Alan turned 21, his health had truly declined, probably due to all the alcohol he had been given as a child. Alan suffered severely from the shakes, and it is said that he could barely light a cigarette or hold a cup of coffee without spilling it. Also burnt, and he suffered from a deep hacking cough. And it is said even his memory began to slip. Although he was only 21 years old, Alan was truly suffering as if he was someone in his 60s or even 70s. Now, in hopes of restoring his health, he returned home to the farm where his mother still resided. And of course, it wasn't too long before both Alan and his mother both fell back into their old drinking habits of boozing and partying. Their regular Saturday night dances became known as the Allen Dance Hall and Still. However, one of his neighbors was a Pentecostal preacher who wanted to start a Holy Ghost revival out of his home. And it is said that this preacher and his small flock of members began to pray that God would put a stop to the Allens' parties up the street. They also prayed that the Lord would either run Alan out of town or simply just kill him. One day, Alan came upon a Methodist church as he by one evening. And out of curiosity, he decided to go in and see what was all this happening. And Alan was mesmerized by the female evangelist and the revival that was going on, Alan knew that he had to have whatever it was that these people had. So he returned the following night. And of course, he answered the altar call at Onward Methodist Church. And he gave his life to Christ in 1934. And that was the end of his drinking, smoking, bootlegging, and well parties. He later went home and found an old Bible up in the attic, and he read it from cover to cover. He later attended the meeting down the street from the very same Pentecostal pastor who, along with his small flock, prayed that Alan would either be driven out of town or be killed. He was later told by the Methodist evangelist where he had given his life to stay away from the Pentecostals because they spoke in tongues. And just like my curiosity was piqued when I first heard about Alan, so was his curiosity also piqued. He slowly began to turn his life around. 
and he later attended a Pentecostal camp meeting with his sister. It was there where he received the baptism and began to speak in tongues. Allen later moved to Colorado in search of work, and there he found work on a ranch in Colorado. He met his late wife, Lexi Scriven, while he was living in Colorado, and they were married in 1936, and from that union, they both had four children together, of which Pastor Paul Allen is one of them. Both Allen and his wife, Lexi, knew they were both called to preach. They both enrolled at the Central Bible Institute. However, on their way to Bible college, they stopped to see his ailing mother, and instead they ended up staying to nurse her back to health. And in the process, they ended up spending all their money that they had saved up to go to Bible college. Once his mother's health had improved, both Alan and his wife continued on in search of work and a place to live. And at this time, he was able to find an opportunity to preach at a church meeting in a local home. Both Alan and his wife would hold meetings everywhere that they could. To earn money, Alan would chop wood. And he would later use the money to travel to small towns to preach the gospel. Because this was during the time of the Depression, when people did not have much for themselves, let alone to give to others. The offerings came in in the amount of pennies at a time. They both slept in a dilapidated shack on a bed made from their car seats. For food, they would eat nothing but beans for weeks at a time. He would also go on to become part of the Pentecostalism, where he later became filled with the Spirit. It was then that he decided to become a minister of the gospel. Allen went on to become affiliated with the Assembly of God denomination. In 1936, A.A. Allen took a pastoral role in Holly, Colorado, which is a small town near the Kansas border. That very same year, his first child was born. He was ordained officially as the Assembly of God minister. And during this time, at the Assembly of God, he fasted and God met him. It is said that he was given a list of 13 things that would cause him to see the power of God in his life and in his ministry. Of these things, many of them focused on total consecration to the Lord and putting away sin. It is said that God told him that if he did just those things, he would see healings and miracles. Allen later decided to leave his position as pastor at the Assembly of God. He later began holding meetings as a singing, healing evangelist. A coal miner had been blind for several years and was later healed. He would later go on to hold more meetings, taking them to the road. He traveled constantly as he would hold these meetings. However, this began to affect his home life. Because of these revivals, money was not stable. So that made things extremely difficult for his wife, Lexi. And in 1947, he received an opportunity to pastor a church in Corpus Christi, Texas. 
This was a great opportunity for him, as well as his family, because it would mean steady income for both of them. He also wanted to be able to settle down and help raise his children. The church grew under his leadership, and he wanted to be able to reach more people. So he asked the church if he could start a radio ministry, but they refused and turned him down. And Alan was completely devastated. In 1949, the healing revival that was led by William Brenham was beginning to make waves. It was all over the news. Curious, he attended an Oral Roberts tent revival meeting. He then realized that that was indeed what God had called him to do. And he tendered his resignation in 1950 from his position. He once again began to hold meetings. It is said that people were even being healed in their seats as he preached. He had his first article published in the Voice of Healing magazine, where he also became a regular contributor to the magazine for several years. Allen went on to purchase his first tent in 1951. He was finally able to have a radio show by 1953, where, of course... He could be heard across the U.S., Mexico, Cuba, and Latin America. In 1955, he was pulled over for drunk driving in Knoxville, Tennessee. Allen said that someone had put something in his drink to set him up to make him look bad. Rather than fight the charge, Allen just decided to go ahead and pay the fine so that he could go on to his next revival meeting. After being asked by the Assembly of God to pull out of ministry for a while because of the scandal, Allen resigned and continued ministry. He later also resigned from the Voice of Healing Association, and he later went on to continue as an independent minister. He later also went on to start his very own magazine entitled Miracle Magazine. By the end of 1956, Miracle Magazine had well over 200,000 subscribers. He also began the Miracle Revival Fellowship, which was aimed at training and ordaining ministers for supporting missions. He came under heavy attack as other healing ministers began to pull back. His style was considered by the others to be extremely aggressive. Now, according to sources... Allen became increasingly flamboyant. His healing movement became increasingly segmented or focused on attacking denominationalism. With the help of God, Allen felt led to build a Bible school in Arizona. Someone donated 1,250 acres of land near Palamins, which he named Miracle Valley. According to sources, Allen also began shifting from healing to a prosperity message. In 1960, he built a 4,000-seat church on his piece of property. Allen and his wife, Lexi, separated in the 60s. He later suffered from severe arthritis, and he was also later sued for back taxes for the total sum of $300,000. Despite all of this, he pressed on with his ministry. 
Allen began taking young evangelists with him on the road in hopes of training them for ministry. He wrote his autobiography in 1970, which was entitled Born to Lose, Bound to Win, with co-author Walter Wagner. On June 11, 1970, A.A. Allen died after flying to California to resign some radio contracts. He also went to see a doctor while he was in California for his severe pain due to arthritis. Once again, according to sources, the coroner's initial report stated that Allen died of a heart attack. The coroner later went on to change the report to say that he died of alcohol. Both Allen's family and close associates who traveled with him all the time disputed these evil claims and allegations about the death of the late A.A. Allen. Now, that's a brief summary of the life of the late A.A. Allen, but there's still more. And I want to share that with you because what's coming next is really a great eye-opener to the entire story of this man's life, ministry, and his legacy. And also, the greatness and the goodness of God and his son Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. You are listening to the Words of Encouragement podcast with yours truly. Arlena. Stay tuned. Okay, so I will be reading an article from the End Times Messages or endtimesmessages.com. And the article is entitled Truth Revealed A.A. Allen Did Not Die and Alcoholic. Okay. So I will be reading from the article, or part of the article. Now, this article came out, I think, sometime last year. And the question is, did A.A. Allen truly end up an alcoholic? So let's continue. Are you aware his family is in possession of a copy of a $10,000 check? that was given to A.A. Allen's doctor to inject him with alcohol overdose and write on his death certificate that he died of alcoholism. Are you aware this doctor confessed to his crime on his deathbed? Boy, I'm telling you, you want to know some stuff? <laughs> Just go to the deathbed. Have you heard Bobby Connor's story about how after he took a class and talked about A.A. Allen's sad ending, the Lord appeared to him in his hotel room? And Reverend Connor had simply read A.A. Allen's story on God's Generals written by Robert Lairdon, where he read about A.A. Allen's death as a result of alcoholism. So he just went ahead and repeated what he read in a meeting with the intention of encouraging ministers to live, you know, to live clean, that they should live clean lives till the end. 
And according to Bobby Connor, on getting to his hotel room that night, the Lord himself appeared to him and told him, you lied about my servant, Alan. He was a righteous man. And when you get to heaven, you'll find out he was killed by a Christian mafia. Now, Connor's story can be found all over the internet. Are you also aware that it is believed that A.A. Allen was murdered by a Christian denomination? The same denomination who Allen's doctor produced a bribe check of $10,000 that he received to inject alcohol into his system. Are you also aware that the same denomination announced his death a day before he actually died? And Allen heard rumors of his own death by alcoholism before he actually died the next day. If you were called to preach and you've experienced the miracles, you know that people like A.A. Allen would be faced with severe persecution and slander. They would call you a fake, a false prophet, a trickster, <laughs> whatever, just to smear your character before men. And it goes on to read and says, when we get to heaven, a lot of surprises definitely await us. But when next you hear someone slander and throw dirt on the memory of God's servant, A.A. Allen, know in your heart, he is just simply, or they are just simply, repeating what they read in a book. There's a book that ultimately matters. And of course, that book is called None Other Than the Book of Life. And if I were you, I'd refrain from repeating a matter that slanders the name of a servant of God. You just might be completely wrong. And this is actually from the End Times Messenger. And it also reads here, it says, Aside from Reverend A.A. Allen, the other person that his account and conclusion was not correct about is Reverend William M. Branham. He was a prophet of prophets. He was God's man per excellence, but was largely misunderstood by many. Hence, the writings in the book further worsened his situation. He said, heaven holds great secrets. On the day of Christ, the judgment seat of Christ, lots of pleasant surprises await believers. And it says here, Shalom. And that was the end of that article. And indeed, the doctor was paid to inject the late A.A. A. Allen with alcohol. And then later on, his death certificate was changed to state that he died of alcoholism. Whereas prior, it, it stated of a heart attack, which probably that's how he died, of a heart attack. And then the coroner was paid or whoever you know was paid beside the doctor to change the death certificate to say that it was alcohol. I don't remember where I saw this other um, article because that was since last year. But I remember reading it when I initially started doing the research where how the check was found, if I remember correctly, it was a cash check of $10,000. 
and I think it was sent to Allen's headquarters or his church or something. And one of the workers, as they opened it, it fell out and they found it where the check for $10,000 was written to the doctor. And of course the doctor confessed to his crime before he died on his deathbed. That indeed he was paid to say, not just to say, but also to inject him with alcohol and to say that he died of alcoholism. So the late A.A. A. Allen is not the man that they wrote of in their books who they said died of alcohol. Instead, he is the late A.A. A. Allen, God's man of miracles and power, whose name is written in the most important book, and that is in the Lamb's Book of Life. So yes, I definitely wanted to bring out this story because I believe in my heart, once I started digging and reading about this man, I'm like, oh no, this needs to be told. These were true generals of God's army. It's not the stuff that we see out there today. Most God or even people of God whether you are a prayer warrior or, uh, you know, an evangelist or you just evangelize, whatever the case be, true Christian, true child of the faith, you are going to face persecution. And at times they're going to even require your life, depending on what level you are contending for that faith. If you're someone that speaks up against the evil of the enemy, you're going to be on his radar. So I personally am happy to be able, by God's grace and mercy, of course, his son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, to be able to hear about this man. Because prior to last year, I ain't never heard of A.A. A. Allen. I've heard of Oral Roberts, but I ain't never heard of A.A. A. Allen. And we thank God for Shannon Ray Davis and his ministry, because that's where I heard about A.A. A. Allen. I would have never known. Because guess what? They're not speaking about him out there. The prosperity preaching gospel, they ain't talking about A.A. Allen. They're barely talking about Jesus. So, <laughs> I mean, really. Or the Jesus they talking about ain't the one of the Bible. So I wanted to share this story because I think it was important to share the story of this general, one of God's greatest generals. And I remember as I was also doing some research, because I think he's buried in, he is buried in Arizona. And they had to like entomb him because people would actually go to his grave, you know, and they had to like put a kind of like an encasing on his tomb because people would just go to the grave and, you know, some people are just crazy and stuff like that. So that at least he gets some kind of rest. <laughs> well, at least the body, because the spirit is elsewhere. But this is a great story of God 
redemption, of God revealing the truth about his servant. And imagine the Reverend Bobby Connor was just repeating what was written. And he said, God visited him in his hotel room and said, how dare you talk about my servant? That indeed he was truly a true man of God. And we truly thank God for his life, his ministry, and the legacy that has been left behind. We are truly thankful. And not just for him, but for many others who are today still on this front line. Fighting, contending for the faith. Not for their pocketbooks. Not for their businesses, not for their mansions, not for their private jets and expensive cars, but truly contending for the faith and trying to bring people to Christ and speak about the gospel and doing the true work of God. We give God all honor, all praises, and all glory. We're not finished yet. Stay tuned because I want to share a few snippets of some of the work that the late A.A. Allen did that God allowed him to do while he was here on the face of this earth. So stay tuned, and I'll be back to close out the episode. Before beginning, I'd like to announce, disclaimer, I do not own the rights to any music or any media that has been featured in today's episode. All media and music that is being used is for fair use for the purpose of commenting, reporting, research, and of course, being able to showcase the history, the life and ministry of the late A.A. Allen, as well as being able to use it as a tool to help to edify God's kingdom and to spread the gospel of one of God's generals. All media is owned by the copyright holders. Thank you. you to Miracles Today, the Allen Revival telecast coming to you from the heart of the Midwinter Camp Meeting in Miracle Valley, Arizona. There are thousands of people here tonight that are seeking God and meeting God in an old-fashioned, Holy Ghost, heaven-sent miracle revival. There are people here that are sick and needy, suffering in their body, people that have come here that must have a miracle. If you're sick, suffering in your body, while you listen to this telecast, while you view these miracles that you're going to see here tonight, why don't you believe God to heal you while you sit in your home? And here once again, why don't you sing along with Gene Martin and the Miracle Valley Choir, I will not be denied, and let it be your prayer. Yeah. 
happy privilege at this time to present to you the man that God has raised up and anointed with a dynamic, supernatural, miracle-working ministry, a ministry of commanding faith, a ministry that has let this man speak the word for thousands of people around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, God's man of faith and power, world-famous evangelist A. A. Allen. Yes. God bless you. Listen, how many of you here tonight know that you have a mountain? A mountain in your life? Raise your hands. A mountain. It may be sickness. It could be disease. It could be infirmity. A mountain could be a backslidden husband or a rebellious wife. It could be children that refuse to follow in the footsteps of mother and daddy. A mountain could be a financial problem. A mountain could be a broken heart, a depressed spirit that uh, causes you to be depressed, restless, sleeplessness, aimless wandering. Many of you, and listen, do you know that every other bed in America is occupied by someone who's mentally ill? People of the thousand come into these meetings that have been to the psychiatrist and the medical doctor. Say, Brother Allen, nobody can help me now. Meaning, I've got a mountain that only God can move. Well, I started, started with Jesus. And I In the name of Jesus Christ, I come against you. Satan, you are defeated and you know it. You're coming out of him once and for all. And you're going to let him go. Yes, you are. You defeated your lost the victory at Calvary and you know it. You have no power. The power of God is against you, and the anointing of the Holy Ghost is against you. You're going to lose his mind, and you're going to let him go. You've had him as long as you can keep him. I charge you by Jesus! Lord Jesus, oh. these legs hold him up tonight. <laughs> Let these legs hold him up tonight, Jesus. Oh, God. Yes, Lord.
everybody say amen. Lord, let him be a preacher. Make him a soul winner. Bless the parents, wherever they are tonight. Save their lost souls. In Jesus' name. And all the people said... In Miracle Valley, Arizona, there are thousands of people here tonight that are seeking God and meeting God in an old-fashioned, Holy Ghost, heaven-sent miracle revival. There are people here that are sick and needy, suffering in their body, people that have come here that must have a miracle. If you're sick, suffering in your body, while you listen to this telecast, while you view these miracles that you're going to see here tonight, why don't you believe God to heal you while you sit in your home. And here once again, why don't you sing along with Gene Martin and the Miracle Valley Choir, I will not be denied, and let it be your prayer. Welcome back. We have now arrived at the end of this episode on the life, ministry, and death of the late Asa Alonzo Allen, also known as A.A. Allen, God's man of faith and power. I hope and I pray that you did enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed the ability of being able to bring it to you. To God be all honor and all glory. Remember that as long as there is life, it is never too late to accept Christ. Thank you so much for joining me today on this wonderful episode. To God be all honor and all glory, and to His Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. God bless each and every one of you. And I hope that it has also been a blessing to you. See you in the next episode. And believe me, it's going to be another good one. I promise. <laughs>